Alright, welcome to the Daily Show Podcast, your podcast source for movie-related news, including movies premiering this week, box office numbers, DVD, Blu-ray streaming releases, and any noteworthy developments in the movie world. It's October 27th, 2017. I'm Michael, and with me is Shannon. Hi. Hey, Michael. What's opening this weekend? Jigsaw. Bodies are turning up around the city, each having met a uniquely gruesome demise. As the investigation proceeds, evidence points to one suspect. John Kramer, the man known as Jigsaw, who has been dead for 10 years. So this is the eighth uh, movie in the Saw franchise following Saw 3D from 2010, which was supposed to have been the final Saw movie. But I guess they decide to make another one. Oh boy, I wish that had been the final Saw movie. I've never seen any of them. No, I I haven't either. I don't have any interest in seeing any of them either. How's the early buzz looking? So there's no tomato meter available yet, which is a good sign. <laughs> 90% of users want to see it, though. Out really? of 8,000 users. Who's clamoring users. for more of these movies? I don't know. I guess a lot of people. 8,000 of them are. Okay. All right, also out this weekend, Suburbicon. A deceptively peaceful community hides a violent underbelly when Gardner Lodge, played by Matt Damon, is forced to kill mobsters to defend his family. Suburbicon is a 2017 American crime comedy film directed by George Clooney and written by Joel Cohen, Ethan Cohen, George Clooney, and Grant Heslov. The film stars Matt Damon, Julianne Moore, and Oscar Isaac. I watched the trailer for this, it looked pretty funny. I didn't even realize it was a Coen movie, Coen Brothers movie at first, and I was like, this really looks like a Coen Brothers movie, and then, the, then I saw their names, so I was like, okay. But they're not directing it, you said? George Clooney's directing yeah, George it? Yeah, George Clooney. So um, that's, uh... It's interesting. That's unusual, right? Yeah. They um, usually direct their own movies. They do. Usually, one is listed as the writer, and the other is the director, but they actually do everything together. But, um, yeah, no, George Clooney is listed as the director here. Oh, and it looked like he had part of writing it, too. Um, but it's not doing well. 30% on the tomato meter. Oh, no. Yeah. That's 97 reviews, 29 fresh, 68 rotten. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. It might be one of their... Rare misfires? Yeah, yeah. They have they have a couple of those where uh, they weren't as good as the others. I wouldn't consider them bad, but yeah. Like the Lady Killers. Yeah, it's not so good. And ninety percent want to see it, and that's out of five thousand or so mm-hmm. users. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your service. A group of U.S. soldiers returning from Iraq struggle to integrate back into family and civilian life while living with the memory of a war that threatens to destroy them long after they've left the battlefield. This is based on a book by David Finkel. Yeah, I watched the trailer for this one as well, and it looked, um, 
you know, tough, all about PTSD and, and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it looks like a rough movie. It might be very good, though. And is there any early buzz on this one? Yeah, I mean, 78% on the tomato meter. That's not bad. That's 45 reviews. 35 fresh, 10 rotten. 91% mm -hmm. want to see this, but that's only out of about 3,000. Yeah. Uh, is there any? Are there any names in this? Yeah, the the main actor has been in a few things. Uh, Miles Teller. Um, he was in that movie where he was he was an alcoholic or something. Remember that? The name's familiar. I don't know the. Uh, the Spectacular Now. We saw that. He yeah. Played an alcoholic. Uh, it, it was pretty good. I kind of liked it. It, ha it was very uh, realistic. It, it felt, it, yeah, felt realistic. Okay. Yeah, looks like most of his movies are very serious. <laughs> Not light fare. Rabbit hole. I, I I remember that. It was really hard to watch. Out in limited release this week, The Square, God's Own Country, Crash Pad. And Amityville, The Awakening. The square looked interesting, but um, not Crash Pad. That didn't. It's got Thomas Hayden Church in it. No. So anything with him in it is worth watching. I don't know where you get that from. He's, he was in Wings. He's been in good movies and bad. And he was in Wings. <laughs> it, the trailer does, it does not look good. So one news item is that Michael Bay, along with his Platinum Dunes partners, Andrew Form and Brad Fuller, is producing a live-action Dora the Explorer movie, which follows Dora as she moves to New York City to live with her cousin Diego. Nick Stoller, who wrote The Muppets and Muppets Most Wanted and also directed the Neighbors movies, is writing the script. Okay. It's kind of a, kind of a mixed bag there. Yeah, I get Nick Stoller. Good choice. Michael Bay? What? So, I guess, I don't know if they, they must have some deal with Nickelodeon, because that's a Nickelodeon movie, and he also um, produced the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, but yeah. I don't know, I mean, See, maybe I there's going to be a lot of explosions and, <laughs> that's what I was and deaths. Say. Is he going to force explosions into the Door of the Explorer movie? Probably. Oh boy. I don't know, but Nick Stoller, he's been involved in a lot of... Judd Apatow and mm -hmm. Judd Apatow collaborator stuff. So, you know, this will probably be, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Drew Goddard will adapt the new children's fantasy book, Nevermore, The Trials of Morgan Crow, into a feature film for 20th Century Fox. His previous writing credits include The Martian, World War Z, the Cabin in the Woods, and episodes of Buffy, Angel, Daredevil, and Lost, to name a few. The book has not been released yet. That was what I thought was kind of interesting about this, that it, a book hasn't even come out yet, and I, I don't even think the author has written anything before. I think this is her first novel, and they are already adapting it into a movie, which they hope will launch a series. I guess there must be a lot of, uh, yeah, they must, they must have a lot of faith in this book. Yeah, I think so. 
But uh, I'm a big fan of Drew Goddard, so I think it'll probably be good. Yeah, he's been involved in a bunch of stuff that we like. Yeah. Ben Mendelsohn is being eyed for villain role in Captain Marvel. Directors Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, who've worked with Mendelsohn before, are considering him for the main bad guy in the movie, which is to star Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. And it's, I guess, kind of a prequel to the current Marvel universe taking place in the 90s. Um, I read that Samuel L. Jackson is supposed to be in it, and I think it's before he lost his eye as, um... Oh, a Fury? Yeah, Nick Nick Fury. Fury. Okay, interesting. Ben Mendelsohn is a great choice for a villain anytime. (laughs) And this is going to be the first uh, female lead Marvel movie. Oh, and we all thought it would be... Scarlett Johansson. Is that never going to happen? I don't know. I don't know why it isn't, but you would you would think they would have done that. Yeah, I think people want to see that movie. I think there's, you know, a lot of interest in a Black Widow movie, so I don't know. I don't know why they haven't done it. Yep. Nothing's been announced yet, though. They're entering the uh, end of Phase 3. I think, I think this, or Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is starting their phase four I don't remember which one but that's after the um, next two Avengers movies starting a new storyline well speaking of the Marvel Universe IMDB is reporting Ty Simpkins will join the cast of Avengers 4 reprising his role as Harley Keener from Iron Man 3 that is all the definitive information, but rumors are flying like, will Tony Stark die and Harley Keener step up as the new Iron Man? Nobody knows. Just some ideas. I don't know who Harley Keener is. I don't remember. He was a kid in, in 3, but now he's oh, really? 16 years old. Oh, um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many more movies he's going to be involved in. He still has... The two Avengers movies, right? Yeah. But there's no... No, I don't think there's... There's no Iron Man schedule that we know of. So, it's a possibility. Or or maybe he could just have some small cameo or something, you know. It's, you know, it's it's unknown. So when... So Avengers 3 is coming out in 2018, and the fourth one is coming out in 2019? I believe so. Right. Yeah. Well, the fourth one's definitely set for May 2019. So Box Office Pro has predicted a $215 million opening weekend for Star Wars The Last Jedi, which is just a little bit less than The Force Awakens took, in uh, which is about $247 million. So that's a, I mean, that's a pretty good prediction. Yeah, that would be good for everyone involved, I think. That would be a... A nice amount. Um, I I don't know how they come up with these predictions. Are they actually using like early ticket sales? They must, right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what goes into it. I'm sure different places yeah. have different ways of doing it. Because but these, I mean, the the tickets for this movie are already on sale, and so I was thinking probably have some numbers. Yeah, and I've heard people say that they think it'll be definitely be less than The Force Awakens since The Force Awakens was 
the first movie in 10 years and also the first under the new Disney regime but if it's if it's going to be even that close that's that's still a lot of money and that'll be good for a friend of the podcast Brian Johnson <laughs> yeah well he has I don't think he's made a bad movie yet so here's hoping it's good what about Saw 6 he did not make Saw 6 <laughs> okay well, yet another Stephen King book is being adapted into a film. Josh Boone, who directed The Fault in Our Stars and the upcoming The New Mutants, has been hired to adapt King's 1984 fantasy novel, The Talisman. The book is about a 12-year-old on a journey to find a crystal known as the Talisman to heal his mother. He ends up in a parallel universe called The Territories. The novel is more fantasy than the horror King is usually known for. Sounds interesting. Yeah, they're really cashing in on the Stephen King. Yes. Work. It's just one after another. Every every week we've I think mentioned a Stephen King adaptation. Yep. Vincent D'Onofrio is returning to play Wilson Fisk, aka Kingpin, in season three of Netflix Daredevil. So that's good news. Yeah. He's a really good villain. Yep. He didn't he didn't have as much of a part in part in season two, right? Was he only in one episode, I think? I hardly I don't even remember him being in season two. He was, when I read this they mentioned it and I was like, He oh, was definitely was? in season two, I believe Daredevil visits him in jail maybe. Mm. And maybe it's only that one episode. What I read was that they don't know for sure how big his part is, but it looks like it's going to be significantly bigger than season two. Well, that's good. Yeah. And now for a sponsor break. Hey, do you like beds, baths, beyond? Sure. Well, you should go to Linens and Things then. Linens and Things for good prices and things. So what came to streaming services this week? So on Netflix, Smurfs The Lost Village, which is the the newest Smurfs movie, the animated one, um, that's out. Uh, Stephen King, 1922, that's a Netflix original. Wheelman, another Netflix original. The Hateful Eight, While We're Young, and One of Us, which is also a Netflix original. On... HBO, John Wick 2 is out. I haven't seen the first John Wick, but I hear a lot of good things about it. I'm actually kind of interested. Do you oh, have any really? interest in seeing that? I don't that? know anything about that. It's, I think it's supposed to be really violent, mm. but people like it. On Stars, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. On Hulu, Too Funny to Fail. This is about the Dana Carvey show. Yeah, I want to see that. It looks looks funny. Yeah, I never watched it, but I didn't either. I've heard a lot of. But apparently, we should have good things about yeah. it. Yeah, it was very short lived, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe like six episodes. Too edgy for prime time, apparently. So I want to see this documentary. Okay, still on Hulu, The Rocketeer. That's the Joe Johnson directed movie from the '90s. Metro, and When a Man Loves a Woman, 
So it's almost the end of the month. A whole bunch of stuff will be leaving streaming services soon. Um, in November... The Matrix trilogy? It seems like that just came on. Really? Well, yeah. It, they say all three of them are going to be leaving know. Netflix. Hugo? That's been on there for a long time. Yeah. V for Vendetta. Heavyweights. We still didn't watch that, right? No, we didn't. Yeah. Oh, Sky High? Yeah. That just came on, too. I know. The kids really liked it. Yeah. Oh, a bunch of Thomas and Friends movies. Yeah, there were many, mostly Christmas-themed. Oh, that's too bad. Mm -hmm. I know. Why take them off in November right before Christmas? They always do stuff like that. I don't know. It's not nice. How I Met Your Mother, all seasons. Yeah. So is that something that's going to another service like? Uh, I don't know. Thirty Rock. If I find out, I will definitely mention it because that is a really good rewatchable show. It's probably on CBS All Access, right? Oh, maybe. That was a CBS show. I don't know. And the breakup yeah. is also leaving. I like that movie. That's with Jennifer Aniston and. Mm-hmm. John Voight, right? No. Okay, it's time to find out how much these movies made last weekend. What topped the box office last weekend? Unsurprisingly, Tyler Perry's Boo 2, A Medea Halloween, came in first. <laughs> what? With a $21 million weekend gross. And really? that is its first weekend. Yeah. Okay. I think I read that this was actually a really disappointing weekend for all these movies. Even that's like, I think even that was less than was expected. Well, it's too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> Geostorm came in second uh, with 13 million. That was its first weekend. Right. Oh, that is not good. That had a budget of 120 million. Yep, not good. Happy Death Day is in number three in its second weekend with uh, about $9 million. That seems fine for that movie. Yeah, that's a total gross of about $40 million now. And Blade Runner came in fourth with $7 million in its that's third, third week. weekend. Yeah. yeah. That so that's, uh, yeah, we saw it this weekend. It was great. It was good. It was long. That might be part long. of the that might be part of the problem. Probably, but it was worth it. But hopefully it, it was good the whole way through. I was never bored. Hopefully it gets a cult status and gets a lot of sales. I mean, yeah. the first Blade Runner I don't think did very well in the theaters either. Mm. It was only on video and yeah. TV that it really got its popularity. And number five, only the Brave. Six million in its first weekend. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume that's not a very oh budget of thirty-eight million. That's actually more than I would have thought. And that's the weekend box office. So Halloween is in a couple days, and we decided to uh, put together a list of Halloween-related movies, and that you can watch on streaming services. Yeah, these are mostly movies that I liked or just really Halloween-related. Young Frankenstein, you can catch on Netflix. 
Goosebumps, the 2015 movie, also on Netflix. Uh, the mother of all Halloween movies, The Nightmare Before Christmas, you can catch on Netflix, too. Or is it a Christmas movie? It's both. That's that's where the magic is. And that's on Netflix? Yes. E.T. Okay, yeah, I know you thought this was a stretch. It's not that related to Halloween, but it takes place around Halloween, and there's some dressing up, and I, I think it's always a good time to watch E.T. That's just how I feel. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good movie. There is a significant part of the movie is taking place on Halloween, even though it isn't necessarily that central to the movie. Right. Curious George, a Halloween boo fest you can see on Hulu. Coraline is on Netflix. We just watched that recently, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. And The Addams Family, you can watch that on Netflix and Hulu. It, what about the uh, sequel? Is that also? I think it is on something. I didn't check because I didn't really think it was that great. I thought I thought people considered that to be the better one. Oh really? Yeah, I Maybe think it. I need to rewatch it. I think it's I considered. I think it. it's considered the Empire Strikes Back of the Adams Family <laughs> duology. Is it? Is it? I think so. <laughs> okay. I don't know that I ever saw it. I know we watched The Addams Family oh, recently. All right, let me check right now then. Oh, look at that. It's on Amazon Prime and Hulu. So maybe we should watch it and you should give it another I will. Okay. Look. It's the Karate Kid 2 of the Addams Family duology. <laughs> Wait, the Karate Kid 2. Never mind. Everybody loves the Karate Kid 2. And that's our show. If you have any feedback, you can email us at feedback at dailyshow.com. Our Facebook page is Daily Show. Our Twitter account is Daily Show Pod. Our website is dailyshow.com. Hope you enjoyed the show and speak at you next time. Bye.